Welcome one, welcome all to Big Stick Energy. This is a podcast where a few friends talk their favorite sports, baseball and hockey. Primarily Philly-based, but we go around the leagues too. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Coleman. Joining me is my co-host, Eric Rayer. Hello. Hi, Eric. How, how are, are you? you? We I, said, how are you at the same time? How How are you? I'm doing doing fine. Yeah. How about you, you fine lassie? Fucking great. <laughs> what's going on, man? What's happening this What's happening this week? Um... Well, before we get into anything, the room's feeling a little lighter right That's now. That's very true. <laughs> uh, this week, our buddy Joe Neary, uh, our other co-host, could not make it. He's a little bogged down with some late night working. Uh, a little stressed out, but you know he's good. He's in a good place. He's having having him some sleepy time right now. He, he well deserved. He's a hard working guy. Um, surely missed, but. The show must go on. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so what's going on this week? Anything, dude? What happened to you? Other than well, that, uh, I was about to say. <laughs> um, so I took a road trip with you. Well, you took a road trip with Joe. Joe and you. I, I, you guys picked me up up in Bethlehem. And we decided to follow our dream, as we stated last week on the podcast. And we went to White Castle, finally, the infamous chain restaurant. Um, I think there's no sugarcoating it. It fucking fucking sucked. (laughs) Um, I haven't felt that bad after eating food ever. I haven't not enjoyed eating food in my life until I ate that. I was putting food down solely because it was in front of me, not because I wanted to, not because I had to, but because it was there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just kept eating it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was having a heart attack the next morning. (laughs) It was not good at all. Um, Yeah. uh, Tasted like garbage. Felt like garbage going down. Um, Admittedly, we got 30 sliders, so that probably wasn't the best choice. Um, you had about 14, I ha- right? Yeah, I probably uh, had my share. You didn't eat yours. I had, like, 10. Yeah, there were four left. Joey had We just tossed. Joey had Joey one. had, like, a couple. We yeah. just tossed the rest of them. We it was gross. Like, it was shit. disgusting. Um, the... Onion rings are garbage. So the only best thing about it was the soda. <laughs> basically, what we're saying here is White Castle. Definitely not a sponsor. This is the second time we've explained our food experiences on here. We're zero for two right now. We I gotta, know we we gotta go with we have we to. can't talk about it. We gotta plan it before we talk about it on the podcast. No, what we have to do is we just have to go with somewhere we know won't disappoint us. Like, like DJ Willans, Monty's, or Monty's. Oh. Monty's is a local sandwich shop that is quite superb in every single way. Oh, it hits it hits you right. It hits you good. It hits perfect you perfect roll, Monty's. If you're listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> we would be happy. To do a 30-minute ad for your establishment. 
at that point it would just be the Monty's podcast, but <laughs> Monty's the pod. Um, Every this, week we eat a new sandwich. Besides eating that turd on a roll, White Castle, multiple. It's been good. Um, nothing crazy. <laughs> just been, you know, grinding through. Uh, watching the watching the boys in orange and black, and I've caught a couple uh, caught a couple Phils games. They've been televised finally. I didn't get to watch them today. I know they were on today. I well, I did watch the game on Saturday, which was I saw a bit of the Saturday game. Very nice. Um, very nice game. It was. Uh, well, we're gonna get into the Flyers, but it's been a pretty good week besides tonight. But there's positives. It's positive. But uh, yeah. For those listening, the Flyers just lost the Bruins to to nothing, and their nine game winning streak is officially over, which is unfortunate. But we'll get into it. Don't worry. We gotta ask. We gotta ask one question. There's there's always with death is new beginnings. Their current no one win died. Streak, their current win streak died, but an even better one is coming this next time around. <laughs> nothing tastes better than. Streaking with Lloyd Stanley. Exactly. All right. How have you been, Jim? How's your week been? We already got into the White Castle thing, so you don't even need to revisit dying, it. Basically dying and being reborn again Monday. Uh, I, I, I can't really complain. Uh, work's been pretty good to me. Um, Phillies, I, get to, I, got, I got to watch my Phils. I finally got to sit down, watch a game, because, you know, just not being televised at all kind of sucks but it's changing it's changing this week uh or and next week next week Ooh, we got uh, important news for we for us we do we uh we are definitely going to opening weekend we're going sunday we're going to be tailgating oh yeah we time. are <laughs> um, mid corona too like uh, <laughs> oh yeah no we're gonna have a whole we're gonna call it the corona episode <clears throat> Um, like we're all probably going to be quarantined. We uh, get we're going to get into that today. I got a lot of thoughts on this whole this whole. Well, that's basically all the news you have today. I mean, it's basically all the news right now. But um, but uh, yeah, we're going we're going open the weekend. Who um, fuck? Who are they playing? They're playing the Bruins. The. Br- the Brewers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was the Braves. They played the Braves last year when we went, right? Yes. Okay, and that's that why. That game was amazing. Yeah. All right. They're playing the Brewers, Bruins. Um, the Brewers. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's a 130 start. So it is. And we, then, can get, we, can, we can boo Ryan Braun. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get there. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's going to be. Last game we went to was a fun one. Uh, going to get boozed out of our fucking mind. Yes, we're going streaking in the quads. <laughs> I mean, Philly's going to be empty from everyone dying from Corona, so, I mean. <clears throat> All right, before we get into the Corona talk, you want to um, do the thing? Yeah, I'll do the thing. Before we actually begin, we're available on most podcasting apps, so check us out. Give us a rec to friends and family. Uh, if you can also send us a message to our email asking us questions, things you like about the pod, uh, we are found at bigstickpot at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Remember to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate. Um, starting next week, we're planning to do a two-episode feature. Um, 
it's going to be every week from now on where we kind of divide up our episodes into the uh, hockey portion and into the baseball portion just to make it a little bit more palatable for people to listen to. So keep your eyes out for that. Uh, If you prefer one, listen to it. If you feel like getting into the other, check that one out too. I mean, it's going to be a little bit different. But I think it's going to be a lot better for those individual listeners that want to listen to either hockey or baseball and not really know where the other begins and not. So I personally think that it's going to help a lot of people when they're listening, make it make it make it a little bit easier and easier to palate. Um, that being said, uh, let's get into the news here. Uh, what's going on, man? What's what's happening in hockey town? Well, unfortunately, after about almost two weeks of pure dominance, the Philadelphia Flyers have indeed lost again. It's unfortunate. I don't know exactly what losing is. I don't know how to. I don't know what it means. I don't know how to how to handle it. Yeah, we're not the fucking Sixers. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't been, it it feels like it's a foreign language to me, losing. So, uh, to be honest, though, in all seriousness, there's good losses, there's bad losses. I mean, no loss is technically good, but there's those losses where I'm not not mad that they lost. They lost 2-0 tonight, so they obviously didn't score any goals. But the issue was... uh, they ran into a super hot goalie in Tuka Rask, who's one of the best goalies in the league. And he is sexy. Playing, thank you. He was playing godly tonight. Um, the Flyers were honestly pouring it on. They were playing. They were keeping up with Boston. Um, the first goal was a power play goal from Matt Gl- Grizzlick. I know it's a great name. I knew you were going to laugh. Uh, <laughs> He's looking a bear. <laughs> um, he... Uh, he got a shot off from the point, and it uh, slipped through Carter Hart. And then the second one was in the third period. Uh, at, it was Patrice Bergeron hitting over the blue line, taking a shot. It deflected, like, the bare minimum off of uh, Sandheim's stick, but enough that it caused it to go in a different direction, and it just went right over Carter's right shoulder. So to make it 2 nothing. the Flyers poured it on, but... You know, too little, too late, and they just couldn't get. They had a couple chances where they hit the post, or they, you know, didn't the uh, Rask got over. But I'm not mad that the Flyers lost. I mean, I'm mad that the streak's over. But there was a part of me. I said this to you while we were watching the game. Um, there was a part of me that wanted them to lose almost because the more the streak goes, uh, the more they forget about losing and they don't really know how to handle it. So if you can get the loss out early. Then you just kind of get the pressure off your back of the streak, and you can kind of just go back on another one and kind of just, all right, we're done. We lost. Let's, let's get back to the next one. It's fucking coasting the playoffs here. I mean, I feel like it's not like – I mean, you don't got to win every game at this they, point. They, but they got to make sure that they can't they can't drop more than – Oh, no. Because I'm not saying – I'm saying go pe- on, win two games, lose one. I don't really don't well, care. Well, the, I mean, the, Penguins, um, the Penguins won tonight, so they're – now they're only three points behind us now for second, and you want to make sure you have home ice in the playoffs. I mean, that's at this point, I don't think I think losing home ice would be devastating. But I don't see them. I think the Flyers come out Thursday against the Lightning, and uh, you know, they, I think they're going to take the take it to the Lightning, and they're going to they're going to beat down the Lightning. Have been on a bit of a sl- uh, 
slope the past couple of weeks. I mean, they, I think that they actually played the Bruins on Saturday in a uh, a pretty fight-filled game, and um, the Bruins the Bruins actually uh, blew a lead in the third period. But I mean, for the most part, the Flyers have a really tough week coming up. They're going to. Uh, this is a big week in terms to see where they stand, and I think after tonight's game, you can still pull and say, you know what? They skated with them. They took it to the Bruins. They just wasn't. They couldn't find the back of the net, and you know what? That happens to good teams. And hey, you know what? They they just didn't get lucky tonight. Okay. Yeah, no, they just couldn't find the back of the net. They they ran into a super hot goalie, and it happens. You know, and and, and the Bruins are a really good team. Bruins are currently the and best team in the league. The so. Flyers are a really good team. Yeah. I mean, one team was going to come out on top, and mm-hmm. it was going to be disappointing for that team. I mean, obviously the Flyers won nine in a row, but you can't win every game. Yeah, no. Um, it's unfortunate, but you know what? I'd rather them lose now, and kind of figure, kind of remember what losing feels well, like, and see how much it hurts. The thing is, say. like teams that get hot just before the playoffs and then sputter out when they get there, never works out. That's yeah, not the what you want. Like if the Flyers were carrying a fifteen-game win streak going into like, the playoffs, I'd be a little bit worried. To be no, honest. yeah, no. As long as they don't uh, drop, as long as they don't <laughs> drop multiple games in a row. I won't be worried, and I'll take the team that's still scrapping at the end over yeah. the team that and I don't waltzed think, right. And this team, it. and I don't think this team. And I mean, their division doesn't allow them to waltz in anyway, so they're gonna ha- they have to keep scrapping regardless of how. Yeah. What I'm just saying is, like, whenever in every other sport, it's a team that gets hot at the right time. That well, this sport, takes well, it that is also this sport's weird because once you're in, anything goes. So I understand yeah. that, but like, even so, like. Carrying that momentum means a lot. Well, they have it still. Of, Doesn't matter that they lost; they got it. So, but I'm saying if they continue, I don't care what you're saying, Jim. If they continued <laughs> to win, I think it would kind of decrease their chances of winning. Personally, I that's what I told you. No, I, I said that I'm I I wanted them to lose. I'm, I mean, well, I didn't want them. Well, to lose. but like I wanted, I I'm 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 like okay, you know what? They lost. Get their losing out of the way now. Yeah, and then go Not sixteen and then go sixteen in the playoffs. I would be worried. <laughs> no, sixteen zero in the playoffs. In, oh, in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Oh, yeah. Then Fucking they win the cup. Your way yeah. through there, but yeah. um, take a little dip right now. I mean, you don't gotta dip off, but I don't, keep, and keep I don't, that spot you got. I don't think they're going to scrap so. to the end. You're a good team. <clears throat> You'll figure it out. Carter Hart. This kid. Carter Hart. He's twenty one. Mm-hmm. How fucking good is he? And he's 21. He's not even in the prime of his sports career right now. Oh, and no. And he's really good. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just, like, obviously I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but, like, in my head I'm just, like, if there's a phenom in Philadelphia right now, it's Carter Hart. And that is just hitting me, like, recently. Like, Philly doesn't get that young talent like that, that star stud guy. Carter Hart is one of the best goalies in the NHL right now. He's not. He's been in the. He's been in the league a year and a half at this point, or a year and three quarters at this point. Mm-hmm. This is some really good shit. That was well articulated, Jim. He gave me goosebumps. <laughs> He gave me a little bit of a chubby chub. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that just hit me. 
that this guy's going to be really good for a really long time. And he's ours. What luck? What is the what what do what do the Phillies kind of what do they always struggle with? What's the position they've always struggled with? Like what like <laughs> aside from Mike Schmidt third base. <laughs> but when's was who's the last like good third baseman? Mike Schmidt are you going to say? Mike Schmidt. <laughs> okay. That doesn't All right. Maybe this maybe this argument doesn't help. What I'm saying is the Flyers for like 35 years maybe like 25 years, haven't had a guy in net that they can really, really like feel comfortable with since Ron Hextall. Oh, they I haven't. Mean, I'm going to – yeah, you continue. Oh, you continue. Just keep saying what you're in. And, I mean, we've paid our dues, and we finally, we finally hit on one. We hit on one that we got, we drafted, and who is going to be elite. He is elite already, but he's going to be yeah. – he's going to – there. whatever's above elite. He's going to hit that. He's going to be the best goalie in the league at one point, is my prediction. Mm-hmm. He's He was the CHL, which is the Canadian <laughs> Hockey League. It's a junior league. He was their goalie of the year two seasons in a row. He's got the and credentials. he was a teenager at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he's going to – He's it, Flyers are going into the playoffs with top three pro, – no, probably the hottest goalie in the league. In the play, in currently playing, they're go we're rolling into the playoffs with him, and that's how you win championships is with a hot goalie like that. I mean, it's it's pretty much it's like Look, if Carter. He's more than just looks here, Eric. He's got skill too. Oh yeah, no, like, yeah, no, but he's a good looking kid. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's a, he's rocket. But we're gonna a red rocket. I got a red rocket for him, but he's um orange rocket. Oh. He's um no he's gonna roll he's gonna orange, uh, orange I can't orange. wait to see him start in game one of the playoffs and just take off and just roll and or just, just completely eat the shit and shut the fuck up. We has, do we need gonna hire like knock? <laughs> I'm saying it to unjinx it. Right. Um, I, I knocked on wood, but he uh yeah he's um he's he's pretty great. I love him. Um, he's ours, and there's people in the league who are saying. Man, if we had that fucking Carter Hart. Man, that kind of hot. Oh, he's so <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I'm not – it's it's tough to lose, but there's a lot of positives to take out of the game tonight. Um, we can go back over – Other than the negative goal differential. But uh, <laughs> We can go over um, – you know, we'll look at a week in review. We'll look, at, we'll look at win seven, eight, nine. Let's review that week. Okay. So last Wednesday, the day after we recorded, the Flyers took on the Washington Capitals, who are the team currently ahead of them for first place. A win tonight would have put them over, but now they're just a point behind them, so they got to come back Thursday and um, hopefully take one. They, the, who do they play Thursday? Tampa. In Tampa. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> but Tampa's, we'll, we'll get into that when I look ahead. Um, it's still Tampa. Well, when I when we look ahead, hold on. But, uh, okay, so Flyers beat the Washington Capitals last Wednesday 5-2. to two. They had two assist game from Derek Grant, a goal and an assist game from Kevin the Goat Hayes. 
Uh, Ivan Provorov had a goal and an assist for two points. Nicholas Abekubel had an assist. Claude Giroux had an assist. Konechny had a goal. Scott Lawton had a goal. Pitlick had a goal. It's funny because so Konechny scored to make it 1-1 at, in the first period on a power play. They took the goal back because they said that they couldn't see um, they couldn't see the puck in the replay, which, you know that tracking technology that I said? Turns out that that's one of the capabilities of it. But I'm still, I still don't know how I feel about this, um, this puck thing going into the playoffs, them using a brand new puck. You know that's going to cause problems. They're using a puck that can break in three. Like it's put together in three pieces. So the chip's in there. You know that thing's going to snap on a crossbar shot. And then it's going to cause a or or it's going to. They would have had to do some serious. Well, apparently, like first, they well, they though. first they shot out of a cannon at 170 miles per hour and it didn't break. <laughs> but, well, but like obviously, there's going to be things that fuck up. But no, I, but apparently, I, they can't like, possibly. Apparently, it. players who have like used it and tested it said they can feel a difference with it. So that's I mean that's. But starting it, well, why? But here's the thing: why don't you just start it next season? As a psychology major. That there could be a bunch of different factors that factor into the supposed different feel. Um, obviously, there's different circumstances. I'm not a hockey player, so I don't really know the difference between you're not pucks. hockey. You're not hockey player. Um, but baseball had a similar problem with that this year. Uh, baseball was a little bit juiced, as people might have said. Um, but this is something like. There's no one coming into direct hand-to-hand contact with this. I think the fact that people are hearing that it's a new puck might draw attention to the puck play. I'm not saying that there's anything different. I'm saying as a counter-argument here, it could just be in their heads. But every single time that the NHL has introduced like a new rule and started in the playoffs, it has come back and bit affected it because last time here's what happened i'll give you an example so there used to be a rule where uh you couldn't stand the crease or something some i forget the complete rule but uh, it was something involving like standing in the crease and they decided to not implement the rule until the season after okay the game-winning goal in the stanley cup final came from someone in the crease and if that rule was implemented, it would have changed the outcome of the game. Now, I just I know something's going to happen with that puck in the playoffs. You just know, and it's good for it's good for us because it drives storage. Okay, so we have stuff to talk about. It's bad for us if the story is, oh, the Flyers uh, took a shot, and when they took a shot in overtime or in the third period to tie it up, the puck broke in half, and the ref said, "Keep playing." <laughs> so they're playing with the half a puck. I'm kidding, but at the obviously it was a no, stoppage. No. But if something like that did happen, that could affect the pace of play and all that. Um, not saying it will. But I, we won't know until it actually happens. But it could be. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just fine, saying. I don't see why they would start it in the in the in the postseason. It doesn't make sense. I feel like it should be should have definitely been practiced like in like pre-season, the preseason. Yeah. If it would work or not, but I mean, if you think about it. There's two ways it's it goes. Just a puck. There's two ways it goes. Well, I mean, it's the most important. Part I know it's of the, the most game. important part of the game, but it's like, like them changing the size of a baseball. But they're not changing the size of the, the puck. Are you sure? 
bigger. Is it bigger? No, I just wanted to see if you're listening. But I, I, I don't think. Or that it's like changing the it. weight because you know a pitcher in his head knows the weight of a ball, knows how it feels. Imagine I'm adding a couple more pounds to it, or making it a little more hollow, or something. You know, if they did that in the playoffs, people would be pissed in baseball. All right, you can't make a baseball hollow. <laughs> I'm just giving you an art. Yes, I mean you can do anything if you want. I mean, it wouldn't make it's sense. It's a wiffle ball, but then, <laughs> but it makes sense. Um, no, all right, but <clears throat> we there's two ways this goes. I eat my words. It doesn't work. Or after game one and the puck completely fucks up game one, they go back to a regular puck and it doesn't matter. The worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, And then the NHL just looks like fucking jack-offs because Mm -hmm. then they made this big... We made a new puck. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I hope it's not. I just don't. I don't want I it to be. I think it's. I think it's. I think it can help a lot because going. We got a little off topic there, but going back to the game, Konechny shot his first, the first goal, and it went under Holtby. And you can't. The rule of the NHL is if you can't see the puck, there's not enough conclusive evidence to overturn a goal. If the ref automatically calls it no goal, then they challenge the goal, and then they. And then it doesn't show that it's a goal because you can't see it. Now that goes both ways because if the ref called it a goal but they couldn't see the puck, then it has to stay a goal. So what this does is they go to over, and apparently I think I forget the speed it tracks pucks at or, or tra- tracks the movement at, but they will see that the puck's under like Holpe's left ass cheek over the over the goal line. Then they'll be like, oh, it's in the net. Now we can see where the puck is. So I mean, if that's that's kind of that's a positive if they can figure that out then it causes a lot more issues with like you know i think that can be a lot of help but then this doesn't matter because the next uh right after connecty had the goal called back he scored the goal so he scored a goal make it one nothing and then we went on to dominate the capitals and beat them five to two now going back do you have anything else before i jump into the next game no keep going man. uh then thursday we went back home to the farg took on the carolina hurricanes Beat him 4-1 with goals from Nicholas Abekubel, Sean Couturier, Cooter. Michael Raffle, and Ivan Provorov. Um, it was it was a pretty good game. Um, we I mean we pretty much took it to the Hurricanes after a pretty solid first period then it was pretty much all flyers for the rest of the game um and then nothing nothing much to say about that i mean carter hart had your boy kata hot had he had 28 saves on 29 shots for a 0.966 save percentage the hurricanes goalie it was alex nettle ned levokovic he was a he apparently he's a minor league goalie. Lekovic. Yeah, he uh, that guy. He um, <laughs> he was a minor league goalie, and I mean, obviously the Hurricanes were a part of that whole Zamboni driver coming in and winning the game. So they don't have any goalies right now. So that's going to be their downfall going into the postseason. That both their main goalies are injured. Sounds sound familiar? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Nice 4-1 victory from the boys. And then win number nine of the nine-game win streak was a 3-1 to 
win against the Sabres. And unlike tonight's game against the Bruins, in which they lost, the Flyers had a bad win on Saturday night because 90% of the game they played like absolute shit. And Voracek even admitted, which I actually appreciate his honesty after the game, he said it's kind of hard to get up for some games because like the Sabres are obviously out of the playoff picture and they're not as they're not like it's not like a big game so they weren't playing their full effort they still won the game they just outskilled the Sabres um, with a beautiful effort from Carter Hart with 38 saves on 39 shots for a .974 save percentage he let in a really really nice goal that wasn't his fault it was a good tic-tac-toe play but the main takeaway here is that Claude Giroux... Did he get three in a row? Three what? Tic-tac-toe. Yeah. It was three tick, in a row. Tick. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> the main takeaway here is that... X's or O's? Shut up. The El, <laughs> El Capitan, El Capitan, Claude Giroux scored two goals in that game. Who? Claude Giroux. He uh, scored two goals, two beautiful <laughs> goals, and then Farabee with a little... Skating up to Carter Hutton, Buffalo's goalie, tried to pass the puck out. After the puck came back to him, he tried to pass it, whiffed on it. It hit Farabee's leg, and Farabee just tapped it in. Uh, so it was a nice little easy give goal for Farabee. And uh, something that I was reading about is that after the second period, when they were down, when the Flyers were down one-one, or no, it was one-one. They weren't down. Um, they went up one-nothing, and then uh, the Sabres scored right at the end of the period. The apparently Voracek and Giroux both came out and said that they were really sick and they weren't happy with the effort. And we want to make this last. We got to make sure these last twenty minutes we play our balls off. And Giroux took it to him and came out and scored the eventual game winner. And Voracek set up both the assists on Giroux's goals, and it was a. Uh, it was a. It was a good game. It was a good win. I was going to say, our captain's been looking pretty good. He's been looking like a captain. Where's all the uh, Trey Drew guys? Yeah, you're sitting in your your fucking shed, aren't you, bitches? I mean, probably none of them listen to the podcast. No, none of them have anything to say because the Flyers are the hottest team in the city, and it's all thanks to Captain. But it's not just him. It's a team effort. But he's been playing really well. Let's look at his stats for the season. Let's see what he's got. He's got 40 goals. He doesn't. <laughs> he's got 40 points. And I think he's got more than that. 42. I think he's got more than that. 44. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> no, he doesn't have 44. He's got more. How much? I'm trying to see. It's loading. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's that look? <laughs> <laughs> he's got... 21 goals, 32 assists for 53 points. Okay, I was I was going to say 50. You were kind of close, but he's got a <clears throat> It's pretty good. Not not his highest point total, but I mean, hey, you know he's it's it, we're evenly we even, He's not a spring chicken anymore. He's not going to get 100 points every year, so but, I mean. but he's distributing, but he's the whole team's uh pretty even out, so you don't <laughs> so you don't need um you don't need him to, you know, put up 100 points every year yeah. because we got enough depth. He's still a solid player. Oh, he's the, he's the beauty. He's the captain. Can't be a 100-point uh, guy every year. What else do we got, Jimbo? Uh, that was the week, pretty much, for the Flyers. Uh, and then there was tonight where we lost. So 
We're currently at a zero game winning streak. <laughs> but looking ahead, the Flyers take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Thursday night at, I'm pretty sure it's 7. Could be 7.30. I'll have to... Uh, could be 2.30. No, it's at 7. Uh, they take on the Lightning at 7 in Tampa Bay. Then they come back home for a Saturday matinee game, 1 o'clock p.m., against the Minnesota Wild. And then Sunday afternoon at 1.30, we take on the Edmonton Oilers at home. And then next Tuesday night when we would be recording, but I'm actually going to that game, bearing the coronavirus shutting down the entire city. Um, Fuck it, just show up. Uh, they might not let me in, and I just waste gas. But uh, they take on the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis. stand out in the, uh, in the, in not, the parking lot. No, that gives me more of a chance of getting it. There's no one around. There'll just be that one man in the corner going, Just <laughs> 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 one man intent to give everybody corona. Um, just coughing on everybody. <laughs> you know be really meta if he just has a can of Corona beer and he's caught and then he's like do you want, yeah, you want a beer um, but uh, then they take the on the beer doesn't have the virus alright no so I, I, Jim, Jim hold no, on I'm not we're, no we're gonna we're gonna talk about this fucking virus just let me finish my my week ahead we'll, we'll go into our medi- medical podcast yeah. here um, <laughs> the Flyers take on the St. Louis Blues the Stanley Cup champions from last year uh, last season at 7 o'clock next Tuesday. Like I said, I'm going to that game, so we won't be recording that Tuesday night. We'll probably be looking to record Monday night, right? Most yeah. likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so it's it's a pretty busy... And that starts our two episodes. Mm-hmm. Pretty busy, tough week next or this following week for the Flyers, but I got faith in them. It feels weird to not like be looking ahead and be like, oh, my God, I don't think we can win these games because I'm just like, I think we can win every game. Obviously, we can do after tonight, we can't realistically win every game, but you know what? You just got to make sure you keep pushing forward. We can come damn close to it. All right. Uh, you got anything else about the Flyers, Jim? Or? I think they're just swell. Been enjoying them. You've been, I have been. Wa- I know you've been watching them a lot more. Yes, I've been getting you on them. So, well, I mean, they're just more fun to watch at this point. Right? Uh, and I can understand not watching them when they suck. But it's not like that. I didn't watch them when they suck. No, it's, it's, just, it's I wasn't, uh, like I on a on a night when I come home. Hockey isn't the thing that de-stresses me. I come home and I play some video games and I just chill out and masturbate. You can't forget that. Yeah, that too. But. I just kind of chill out when I come home, so it's not the first thing on my mind. Um. But no, I, I I agree with you. So I do enjoy a good hockey game. So don't get me wrong, I really enjoy hockey, and I know pretty good amount, considering I didn't grow up playing it. So no, and that's the thing is hockey. I you know how I've talked about the past couple of weeks how like you know this. People have been getting behind the team because they've been obviously the most exciting team in the city at the moment, and they've been the team that's been successful, and they're the fun team to watch. It's it's not it never bothers me how people don't talk about the Flyers enough, or you know they're kind of the team that doesn't get as much attention. Usually, it's because the NBA, the NFL, and even the MLB they're more 
they're more star-driven leagues. They're more exciting, and more people played them as a kid. Not as everyone grows up playing hockey, but those other three sports, you know, you, you ask someone, they'd be either, oh, yeah, I used to play baseball as a kid, or, I, I, you know, I played football. Or, I mean, basketball is a big one that I feel like most people have. I mean, I even played basketball as a kid, so it wasn't even like. But hockey's hockey's an expensive sport. It's something that you got to actually truly, like, you can't just say, like, oh, I'm just going to go out and try to play it. A lot of people try that, but you actually have to, like, commit to trying to learn how to play the sport because there's a lot of things. And then that's, I mean, any sport's like that, but hockey you gotta first you gotta figure out how to fucking skate and then you gotta figure out how to use the stick and then you gotta figure out how to, it's all that stuff and people just and it's also just you know an expensive sport to try to a lot more people are just like oh, i'm just gonna play baseball or football or but like i'm glad that people are getting behind the team and i want people to jump on the bandwagon i want i want the team i want the team to get as many fans as, as much excitement as possible because it's going to be a fun ride even kevin hayes today said we're not just trying to get in the playoffs. We're trying to make a run here. So it's they know that they're good enough to do it. So it's not like bring a whole new generation of Flyers fans. The Flyers win playoff rounds and they go on a deep run here. And this city, everything that people have been bitching about the Flyers will be thrown away because they'll be like, oh my god, this team's unreal. And look, Carter Hart's twenty-one years old. Travis Konechny's only twenty-three. Uh, we got Kevin Hayes for six more years after this. Like we, we got. got- Shane Gossespierre? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. No, it's like the Flyers, it's not like this is just like the one season where they're like, oh, they're good. Like, no, they they, they got a core here for a little while. Drew's, Drew's 32, but he's, I mean, he goes on a deep run. He's probably going to want to resign here and finish out because he's going to want to win a cup here. Mm-hmm. But... I do believe that the Flyers, it's the Flyers, the Bruins, the Lightning, and I'd give the Capitals. I would say the Capitals can figure their shit out, but I think those are the four. I think those are the four. Well, I think those are the four teams in the East who are really the teams you don't, you, that are um, good enough to, to go deep in the run. And then the Blues, obviously. I think are good enough to repeat. The Predators are getting really hot at the right time, and I think they're going to be a team. I, I've I've said if the Flyers make it to the playoffs and they say they get to the final, I have this weird like Flyers Stars final in my head, which I think because the Stars are kind of a team people aren't really. Um, they're good, but they're not a team that's on the radar. And there's always a surprising It'll team. Create every a Philly Dallas rival. That's why, but also <laughs> another team I think that could get hot at the right time. And has been getting hot at the right time, and a lot of people have been comparing to the Flyers' run more. So the Flyers are a deeper team, but the Oilers have been um, getting hot. And obviously, they have Connor McDavid, they have Leon Drysaitel, two of the best players in the league. Drysaitel has like 108 points right now, and he's not Connor McDavid. And they just they have they have they have some good talent, and they have a good coach, a good goalie right now playing in Mike Smith. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the playoffs unfold. But I think in the East it's Flyers, Bruins, Tampa, and Caps. Because the cap, but I don't think the Caps are as deep this year, and they haven't been momentum-wise. They haven't been as strong recently. Um, but they obviously have the pedigree. They have the goalie. They have the 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 the, um, the experience to go on a run. So I mean, it's going to be Flyers thing hurting them is the experience. But they also have people like Hayes. And Niskanen, who's won a cup with the Caps. You know who else they have? Who? 
the bitch. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I saw your face fucking grinning, and you were like, oh, I'm going to bring up bitch. The bitch, he, he can do no wrong. <laughs> All right. The bitch is hockey. <laughs> the bitch wins. How would I just like the bitch is hockey? He's <laughs> the whole sport. The bitch, he's hockey, you know. He's got the he's got the skates. He's got the stick. He's got the helmet. He's got the he's got the hockey. <laughs> All right, we're gonna put Vetch in a cage. We're gonna lock it and throw the key away. You could not contain Vetch. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's my that's my that's my outlook right now currently on where I think the postseason's going. So I think with that, that's, that's Flyers talk. We looked ahead. Um, I'll talk about a player of the week at the end of the Flyers segment for me. Or do you want me to wait till the end, Jim? We'll do a book at the end. All right. Um, so I'm going to go around the league now. Let's go around that. League. So I sent you a couple articles today. That increasingly barren league that apparently uh, is. <laughs> Hiding out from a uh, contagion. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so, a majority of the stories I'm about to talk about all kind of circulate around the same thing, which is where all the news has been circulating around. It's called the coronavirus. I don't know if any of you have What's heard it. What's the coronavirus? It's a goddamn thorn in my ass. That's what it is. I don't. All right. This is insensitive, probably. I don't really care. I mean, I'm obviously I care about the people who are being affected by it. I think there's a lot of, you know, um, I think it's scary. Any new disease is scary, especially one that can't be. Uh, they don't know how to um, vaccinate it or anything yet, and it's and everyone's not immune to it, blah 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 blah. But I think the fact that it's how much it's being blown up and how much people are creating a frenzy around it is scarier in itself than the actual disease because. I don't want to get into a whole fucking disease talk because I've had to explain to everyone all my thoughts on it, and I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about it. But it's obviously affecting sports, so we have to talk about it from that angle. But not the vetch. Oh, no, the vetch is, is the cure. The vetch cannot corona. <laughs> the vetch, you know, you know. The vetch is corona. <laughs> you know how we fixed the coronavirus problem? You inject Vetch's blood into your body. I donate blood to the world. Um, I am the blood. <laughs> okay. Um, the first story is uh, the San Jose Sharks <clears throat> may have to play in an empty arena after Santa Clara County, which is uh, where the Sharks play, or near where the Sharks play. Um the health officials there announced a temporary ban on all events, both public and private, that would draw gatherings uh, and possibly spread the virus. The ban prohibits crowds of more than 1,000 people, and it will carry through at least the end of March and could affect multiple San Jose Sharks games. Um, uh, New York uh, today uh, designated... Uh, New Rochelle as the containment zone, and they dispatched uh, a National Guard to there. <laughs> so that's fun. So what happens to like the Mets, and <laughs> the Rangers, and stuff? New Rochelle is a different place. It's like I don't think it's a. It's not near like Main City. Yeah, I don't think so. 
a lot of it's being affected a lot of it's smaller areas but it's obviously it's smaller areas means more you know, once again i don't want to get into it <laughs> but um no events are scheduled until tuesday march 17th at the sap center which is the home of the san jose sharks uh so all four leagues did get together and talk. So the MLB was one of the other leagues and talked about the possibility of playing without teams. But we will also get into, I don't know if the article I sent you, but media access will be man- maintained in designated locations outside of the locker room and clubhouse setting. Um, that started recently. So, like, Flyers... Um, the Flyers, like, media has been currently just going to, like, a separate room instead of coming in the locker room to interview players. The players basically do what they do for, like, the Stanley Cup playoffs. They come out of the locker room, and they go to a podium, and then they just answer questions from there. So it's honestly, because of the time of the year, it's just, like, it started two or three weeks earlier of how they're doing interviews. But, I mean, you know, that I don't have a problem with because of – making it safe and like the less players getting touched and stuff better and being around the virus. But like, I don't know. I don't think shutting down. I, I personally as a player, I think would not want to play in a stadium empty. I don't think I'd want to play a lot of the NHL players have said that they don't want to. I think it sounds like a really weird idea. Um, what are you, I mean, what's your take? It could be different. I mean, obviously, it's not. It's going to take away home field advantage, if anything. Um, it would be odd, considering they play in big stadiums, and it's just an empty room, and you can hear the guys talk to each other, and they're like <laughs> a lot clearer. Than, hey, Paul, you see the new Dane Cook special? <laughs> like, it's just going to. It'll be different. But I feel like the NHL would be stupid to cancel the playoffs. I don't even want to talk about that. I that possibility. To I'm me just saying, is like, so I think it would be stupid to cancel the playoffs because you know what? They can fly on their on a private plane. They can get there without having to deal with it. Um, There's also the thing that. If they if they really want to be safe about it, they could play a neutral ground like if there's not going to be anyone in the stadium. Oh no, I think before they, I think before that happens, they'll play on a neutral ground. Like I don't, like, I don't think they're going to cancel exactly. the playoffs. Like that way, they don't have to keep going different places. And like if that's the thing, then you could just have like all the teams meet in one one place, or at least in a place where they can. Or in a couple different places, I guess. That way they don't have to keep traveling and running around and increasing. I think I just came up with the idea. <laughs> I think you should be the commissioner of the coronavirus. Like, if <laughs> if they're going to... I don't think they should cancel any games because of it. I think the games can be played without crowd. If I don't they really that. need it, they can pump in some crowd sound. <laughs> I don't think that. I put up a bunch of mannequins. I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, I, But I don't think we're ever going to. Uh, it's actually, it's funny. This is going to the Flyers. But they asked, were fly, someone asked, were Flyers fans 
Uh, were the Flyers worried fans would stay away for health concerns? Carter Hart said, I don't think we really care about coronavirus. It's more other people. And then Gossespear said, it's Philly, bro. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's, 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 um, that yeah. says it all. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I don't think that it's going to, hopefully it doesn't get to that point. I think, um, they're going to do their best as a league to try to maintain it is best possible. I hope that the world follows, or not the world, because it sounds like the NHL is leading the case against. No, no, no. The girl, but like other countries have, like I think South Korea. I was reading has had a lot of a reduction in terms of like people who are getting it, and a lot of the cases have reduced. Granted, they did do a quarantine thing, so I mean that kind of, and they and they're they're doing prepared. Like they, they, pre- they prepared. Uh, Italy shut down today, so I mean like I, I don't, but at the same time. I don't know. I guess we're just going to see how it unfolds, but I just don't want it to get to the point where they're even debating canceling playoffs because how fucking Philadelphia luck would it be for the Flyers to get to the Stanley Cup Finals and then them just to cancel the playoffs? And, Jim, they won't. And here's the thing. People think, oh, they'll cancel it and they'll just pick up whenever. No, they're just going to cancel the fucking final. There just won't be a champion that year. I, you'll hear, You heard it here first. I will kill myself on air. <laughs> I will. I will fucking do it. You'll hear. You'll hear a snap of a rope, a chair kick over, and you'll just hear Jim going, "No, Eric!" And I'll just be like, "For God's heart!" Well, jokes on you. I don't know how to post on your computer, so. Oh, I'll have it ready. I'll have like my toe hit it just as my snap down. But all right. Enough suicide talk for today. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think that, and I don't think Flyers fans are going to stop going to the games. Right now, the city's recommended that we don't go. Uh, it was a sold out game tonight, so I don't think they've taken that <laughs> up at all. Um, so we'll just have to see. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I I don't I don't think that they're they want to. I, I don't want them to do this. I don't. I, I might sound ignorant of me, but I, I don't. I want to go to games. I want to show my. The Flyers make the Stanley Cup final. I'm going into bankruptcy. <laughs> it's. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but. Because you and I share pretty much the same thought. Yeah. You and I are following. I want to go. I want to go to a game. I want to go to a game. I really don't care who's sick. I mean. As long, look. At this point, let's be real. People are going to get it. It's good. It's it's here in America. It's here. Like it's not just gonna go away overnight. Illnesses like this don't just disappear. People are gonna be sick. It's unfortunate, but it's gonna happen either way. I'll give you Eric's tip of the day. Everybody gets the flu. Well, not everybody, but like you can get the flu just as easy. Now, here's Eric's tip of the day for all of y'all folks out there. And I say this as someone who, as you know, is a nail biter and someone who likes to punch their face. Wash your fucking hands. If someone's sick around you, stay. Throw your shit at them. Yes. Shame them. But (laughs) no, stay away from them. If you're sick, you know, take a day off. Relax. Um, If you're feeling bad, don't go to a Flyers game if you're fucking sick, okay? I get it. Don't be that asshole. Yeah, but, like, just practice good hygiene. 
I know we're a sports podcast, but it's common sense. I've noticed a lot of people seem to not know what to do here now. Wash your goddamn hands. If you take a shit, make sure you wash your hands. Don't and uh, swipe shit down. Be a normal, hygienic person. Um, it's that simple. Yeah. All right. That's enough in the coronavirus. I'm sure that unless you have fucking stuff to talk about, but uh, in other. Recently, we got a hot virus. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, That's the Vietnamese coronavirus song. <laughs> it's really, a bop. It's it taught me how to get it. Um, <laughs> all right. The uh, In Saturn News, uh, Henry Richard... Uh, died at 84. Of the coronavirus. No. He died. Don't make fun of him. Um, he actually died uh, with Alzheimer's disease. Do so you feel like an asshole now? Um, yeah, don't laugh now. But uh, the uh, he died at 84 last Friday. He was he played on 11 Stanley Cup winning teams, more than anyone in NHL history, before earning induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He was one of the more famous Montreal Canadiens. He was brother to uh, Maurice Rocket Richard, a 10-time NHL All-Star. And, yeah. Uh, all right, he was uh, known as the Pocket Rocket because his brother was known as the Rocket Richard. So he was the Pocket Rocket because he was three inches smaller. Uh, he was 5'7", 160 pounds. And... One of the biggest things was that he had he had said that all I ever had in my mind was playing with the Montreal Canadiens and thinking about playing with my brother Maurice, who's his older brother. So he got and he got to play with his older brother, who was I think I think he was like about to retire too, which is even crazier. Um, yeah, so thoughts go out to his family and for a long big career. I hope I got happier news after that. Um, <laughs> More coronavirus. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, okay. Here's happier news. On Sunday, the NHL, NBC, and Sportsnet make history, made history with an all-female broadcast crew on International Women's Day. Play-by-play uh, -play -play voice Leah Hextall, color commentator Cassie Campbell Pascal, and reporter Christy Simpson worked the Vegas Golden Knights-Calgary Flames game for Sportsnet. They were members of the first all-female lineup uh, and production crew to present an NHL game. I think that was Saturday night. That might have been Saturday night. But uh, Sunday on NBC... Was it, wait, what days were these? <laughs> was it Sunday? I don't. They might have been both on Sunday. I can't tell. But uh, It was Sunday. I know that the one was on. This one was on Sunday on NBC. Play-by-play -play voice Kate Scott called the St. Louis Blues Chicago Blackhawks game alongside color commentators Kendall Coyne Schofield, who is a USA hockey, USA women's hockey Olympian, and AJ Malesko, Malesko, marking the first NHL game to be broadcast and produced solely by women in the U.S. Um, I don't know. That's I think that's really cool. I 
would be down. I think I think more women should be able to be uh, part of the commentating crew. I think there's a lot of very intelligent hockey mind hockey minded women out there that don't get the chance to shine because obviously it's been male dominated forever. And you know, I agree. Um, uh, baseball's I, been kind of getting into it with a couple of their uh, of the MLB. I have seen girls. like the MLB girls get the chance to play. I know MLB the show has the one girl, right? Yeah, Heidi Wani. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was. I listened to a little bit of it. Well, didn't catch the full game because we were at fucking White Castle. <laughs> but um, it was cool. It was interesting. It was uh, cool to hear the one girl. She uh, when the one goal was scored, she had a really nice like. She didn't sound like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was just a cool little milestone, and hopefully, you know, we get some um, some more traction for women to to talk the hockey. Yes, with bitch. <laughs> Do you want to come over to my pad and watch me shoot slap shot? We have bitch hockey with women. <laughs> yes, Jim. Um, fuck. What? I have two more stories, and one of them is Corona-themed. Um, <laughs> all right, so. last thing. Uh, one of the Inquirer's writers wrote that the Sixers and Flyers fans should stay home, get refunds during coronavirus crisis. We just talked about this. I don't think fans should stay home. I don't think you should live in fear, and I think you should go to the games. And if, if I you're think sick, you should tell officials, fuck off. Yes. Flip them the bird, and then lick them and make them really consider if they have coronavirus or not. Okay, that's the last of coronavirus now. The other thing is Flyers took their team photo the other day, and uh, Oscar Lindblom attended the session. He was looking majestic. He was looking beautiful. He was all smiles. Um, It was nice to see him out there, and I'm glad that he felt strong enough to get out there and get a picture with his team. Um, I mean, he is Oscar strong. Oscar strong. Um, And then another little story from... The da- from that day was uh, Phil Myers left practice early and was questionable for tonight's game. We had learned after that, or we had learned earlier today that he was out four weeks with a fracture in his um, fractured patella. So he's going to miss the rest of the regular season, but he'll be back mostly for most likely for the beginning of the playoffs. And uh, another injury that had happened last week was um, the Flyers forward James Van Riemsdyk is out four to six weeks with a broken finger after blocking a shot in that Capitals game last week. And I think, Jimbo, that about does it for the Flyers and NHL portion of the podcast. So I think we shall jump right into your Phillies talk if you're ready to go. (laughs) Time for some Phillies, baby! Are you ready, Eric? Are you ready? Yes. You're ready. Are you sure? Yes. The Philadelphia Phillies are currently leading the Grapefruit League in wins. They're in first place, baby. It's nothing but 
high sailing through this. Not that it fucking matters, because it's just spring training. But beautiful things are happening right now. Players are singing. Not literally, but like... Oh, I was hoping they were literally singing. Uh, they could be. They could be in a pretty good mood. But like the the vibe coming out of this team right now is just spectacular. Everybody is buying in to what the coaches are putting out. They feel confident. Everybody on this team, I think, feels confident right now. Mm-hmm. There's not one person, uh, uh, aside from the back end of the starting pitching staff, which is still kind of up for grabs, hoping it would have been a little bit easier to tell by now, but this team looks ready for the season, and they're ready now. It's time to fucking go, man. I watched this game on Saturday. Uh, it was just quite the show. Um Bryce Harper, his first at bat, and I'm not the first person to say this. It looks effortless. The very first pitch he got coming out uh, in the first inning, rocketed right off the wall. It was just absolutely. He laced this shit like I was like I thought there was cocaine. In it. Like he laced it. Like did you get a choppy chop? I did. It just, his stroke was so nice and firm, like it was just. Are you? You're trying to make this sound sexual, right? I am. Okay. Wait. It was beautiful. Wait, we gotta. We got someone here. Get the fuck out of here, Gabe. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, no, just better than you. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let him in. Let him come in. Okay. I told him he could be here today. We said last week he was coming. Okay. We. T- I lied. No, 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 no. no. All right. Come sit down. Jim. Fuck you want. I've heard you haven't been too happy with me. I'm glad you're gone, buddy. <laughs> Not going to lie. I have been paying attention while sitting in the clubhouse at San Francisco's park. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it's, Oracle it's, Park. It's been death, what's called. Yes. I knew that. Um... I've been paying attention to my boys in blue. Um, what? My boys in blue. Powder blue. Uh, <laughs> that's not even their main color, you asshole. <laughs> Just give me a second here. Okay. I'm not as mellow. I didn't get to the gym today. I've been real stressed out. Cause I, I I'm wanna, glad. We're going to compete this year. And... Um, <sighs> But I have been, I've been loving Bryce's form. I think he's really picked it up. I think. Don't say shit about him. I've uh, been, in, I've been talking to him. I've been telling him. You know, even though I'm not there, I'm still there spiritually. Don't you dare. Um, I've been helping <laughs> him out, out with his his pitching, and Ken Ken throwing and hitting. He doesn't pitch, but anyway. Um. So I just wanted to come in. I got a date with the gym. And then I gotta go. Uh, I got a whole. I got a fifty rack of McNuggets, skinless. And we're gonna we're gonna power them. So uh, I'll see you guys later. Get out of here, and, you um, psycho. Eric, it's been good. We'll uh, I'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about the beginning of the season. Um, I'll phone in. So uh, take care, Jimmy. You fucking psycho! Get the hell out of here. All right, Gabe. See you. So um. I just I told him he could come. I hate you so much. Okay. Um <laughs> dude, the skinless McNuggets sound pretty good. But uh <laughs>
All right, back to what you were saying. So during the game, I, I actually got to sit down and actually uh, analyze both Harper, Realmuto, and Reese Hoskins' swing a little bit. And as a self-proclaimed hitting coach, I feel very confident that these guys are kind of are getting to that point where they're ready to play. Um, Realmuto, love him in the leadoff spot right now. Um, obviously, there's not really many other guys that are going to go there. Uh, Gene Segura, he's batting very well. He looks he looks locked into, and he's playing pretty decent third base. I'll give it to him. I wasn't expecting much from him, but he's doing he's doing just enough where I think that he's going to be pretty good there. Uh, Kingery's struggling a little bit. I'd love to see a little bit more out of him. I'm obviously it, it's spring training. I'm not expecting the world out of anybody right now, and he's got a couple weeks to figure it out too. Um, one thing I noticed about Reese Hoskins, I want to see him become a lot more confident in his swing. I understand he only recently made this adaptation to his swing. It's completely different from what he's done for the last however many years. It's going to take some time. The second he gets comfortable, this guy is going to tear the cover off the ball because the balls that he does hit right now are destroyed. Uh, the double that he hit in the game that uh, on su- Saturday, he put every ounce of power in it, and he seemed so balanced and locked in. His head is on the ball. It's not up in the crowd. He just looks like he needs a little bit more confidence and a little bit, and I think he's starting to get that now as he continues to get uh, in gameplay and more reps. I think that Obviously, we won't know until the season starts. I think he's going to start off slow a little bit. But as the season gets gets longer, I think he's going to really get comfortable with what he's doing, and he's going to become the middle-of-the-order guy that we need him to be. Um, that being said, uh, Didi Gregorius is still hitless. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see if he played today. Let me check one second. Um, but... He's played a lot, and he doesn't have a hit yet. Let's see, Gregorius. Oh, he got two hits today. What do you know? He's batting point eight. So everything you just said is not accurate anymore. <laughs> I mean, he still only has two hits on the preseason. No, so, I but, know, but you know what? Girardi said, "I don't care. Let's save him for the season. You know, save all our hits for the season." And I'm on board. Um, you know who did have a hit today? Who had a hit today? Logan Foreskin. <laughs> Don't call him that. That's I'm going to he's call He's actually been doing pretty good. Oh, I know. I'm getting his jersey, and it's going to say Foreskin on it, number 13. Uh, Harper today uh, didn't really get any at-bats because he got hit by a pitch in the first inning, and precautionarily they took him out. He told the reporters after the game he's totally fine, ready to go. Uh, just a little, little bruisey. Um, <clears throat> what... Also happened today were two very good things. Zach Wheeler looks to be locked in. He struck out the first three, um, which was very good. And he had six strikeouts and four innings and one earned run. Um, Great start from him. He might be the guy that's starting opening day with Aaron Nola going down with the flu at the moment. Um, I mean, it's obviously two weeks out. The problem they are kind of looking at is the fact that he's not going to get as many reps, which is understandable. Um, 
I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be ready to go. It's just he's sick right now and needs some time off. But needless to say, Aaron Nola is going to be our ace. It doesn't matter who starts opening day. He's going to be our guy. Um, also happening today, Philly's pitching spe- Philly's pitching prospect, Spencer Howard, got his Grapefruit League debut uh, in the eighth inning today and looked rather solid. Uh, aside from allowing two hits, he had one strikeout and got out of the inning uh, pretty unscathed, I would say. Um, obviously, sky is the world with him. Uh, Phillies are going to take it slow, considering he's only played about 90 innings over the last over last year combined including the uh, fall league so uh taking it slow with him making sure they're not going to rush him into it uh that leap from the uh minors to the majors is pretty big as far as innings pitched and uh, i'd rather them take it slow with him and not get him injured because the more that uh his velocity increased a lot late or as of last year and so did uh, adding that with innings pitched t- to a higher degree can usually result in a early uh, Tommy John surgery, which is something they would like to avoid with him considering he's going to be so good. <clears throat> uh, and I agree with them on that. Uh, it's not everybody's like, everybody wants him to just come, yeah, just bring him up and pitch. Who cares? But I'd rather see this guy healthy for the next several years especially when we're going to go on a pennant run um this year this year and the next couple of years he could potentially come up this year but i would rather them wait it out than ruin his arm early in his year because you know what i'd rather have him for longer than lose him for two did years. you uh speaking of aces did you happen to see espn's top 100 players i didn't i really don't pay too much attention to that how many phillies do you think are on it oh real mito nola harper there's one more wheeler yeah who do you think's the highest real mito okay he's number 23 yeah then who do you think then who do i think then i think it's harper at 25 and then it's nola at 52 and then Wheeler. At 83. <laughs> I know my guys, man. I, I personally, know my guys. I personally, though, <laughs> I don't know about you when I was here. I heard this day, but I think Nola, Nola being in the top 100 and being that high is kind of crazy. I thought it would be like – I thought – because Wheeler – I don't know enough about Wheeler yet to know that him being that – like maybe 83 is kind of perfect for him in the past couple seasons. But I, Nola being at 52 when he hasn't really like had – the year before last, he was uh, finished top three in Cy Young contention. So it's not that so, much of a stretch. Okay, like, all right. He just, just had a down year last year. Okay, I'm just I'm not saying that he doesn't belong there. I'm just saying I I'm just crazy to think that fucking Real Muto is that high. Like I thought he I thought he gets disrespected a lot. So he doesn't get disrespected. He earned all the awards okay, that okay. he got this year. Okay, it's just more of I thought uh, Harper would have been, I thought Harper would have been higher though in terms of Harper's a better. I would say Harper's a better hitter, but Real Muto is the better complete, all. He's the complete package. He plays. He's the best at his position, and he's a good hitter. I factor it two different ways. Like Harper is not the best at his position. It's 
unless he comes out this year and wins MVP, which is completely possible. He seems ready to fucking go. But at the moment, JT Real Muto was our only all-star last year. He was easily the best catcher in baseball position-wise. And to boot, he's one of the better hitting players in the league. So I think that that makes sense. I knew he was going to be higher just because of the fact that he can play the position and play and hit at a very high level. So he's a very good player, which is crazy that we have him because it's like, yeah, it's, we signed a guy for $300 million and he's not even the best crazy. player on the team. You know, like, yeah, it's on. crazy. Um, Jim, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wait, um, he's, he's crazy. It's the Vetch thinks it's crazy. The Vetch. He, likes, he knows the baseball. He, he, he knows is baseball. He's, he's baseball a little bit, you know? He's got the stick. It's, it's right, big. Right. You know? But anyway. Wait, um, wait. We get, I hear a... Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. We did your shit. <laughs> okay. I can bring Vetch into mine. You can't bring Cap in. Okay, okay. You can bring Cap into yours if you really want to, but... All right, fine. Jesus. <laughs> um... But, yeah, uh, pitching staff looks pretty good up at the top. Um, Arietta hasn't really. Miller had, I think, five strikeouts today six. through six. Six through five, four. Six through four. So he had, I think he had five through three or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that yeah, he's played pretty well. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. No, he looks good. I think, I think a lot of people are doubting that he can come into the player that everyone thinks he can be. The idea behind signing Zach Wheeler is that he doesn't have a lot of uh, miles on his arm at the moment. He's 30 years old, but or 29. How many years have we signed him for? Three? Five. Five-year deal. So he's going to be 35-ish. Yeah, um, not a bad move. I mean, that's Considering awesome. he doesn't have a lot of miles on his arm, he's had a lot of injuries in his past. However, uh, he's past that, hopefully. Um when he is good, he's as dominant as any pitcher in the league. They can they, his player comparison right now, when he's pitching well, is Garrett Cole. He's got the high speed. He's got the break on his balls. It's just Jim's still hoping Garrett Cole signs here. <laughs> no, I really don't. I don't want to be honest with you. I really don't. Uh, former Astro. Fuck that guy. Now he's a fucking Yankee. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Astros take top as far as most hated teams right well, now. Well, yeah, yeah, the Yankees weren't surprisingly weren't cheating. Not that they have. No, I'm no, just no, we don't know. But uh, <laughs> Wheeler, at his best, can be one of the best pitchers in the league. There, he's always considered a dark horse Cy Young contam candidate. Candidate, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm not, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he is that yet. He's got to prove it. He's got to own it. But he can be one of the better pitchers in this league. And it, the Phillies, everyone was like, yeah, it's a iffy, iffy call. He hasn't had a lot of experience, but his last couple of years, he's trended in the right direction. And he has the stuff to do it. The rest of the, the, rest of the pack here. Need to kind of get it into gear. Eflin's been kind of here or there. Obvi- obviously, Arietta and Eflin, they're probably safe as far as the guys that are in the rotation. Um, 
it's the remaining guys that are kind of up for grabs here. Uh, Ranger Suarez, uh, up until the last game he played, um, was the current front runner for that position. Uh, my Ranger Danger. Uh, Nick Pavetta, I would say, would be the second guy, considering he's got 10 strikeouts over seven innings pitched. He he's striking guys out, but he just can't get a he can't get any help as far as letting up runs. Um, and Vince Velasquez had a classic Vince Velasquez moment last time he came out. Just kind of could not get out of an inning and ultimately did not look good. Um, I have hope for all three of these guys. I think they have a spot on this team, whether people think so or not. But uh, I think Suarez has a little bit more of a leash, uh, considering he's very young and not really utilized at the big league level. Uh, His name is Ranger. His name is Ranger. Like, come on. Um, I still hold out. For Pavetta and Velasquez, I know. In, oh, no, in no, Joey's no, no, stead, no, 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 no. Nick Pavetta is going to win the Cy Young this year. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Holding in Joey's stead, I will give him credit. Vince Velasquez does have talent. It's just not playing at the moment. It's not playing talent. <laughs> He's got talent in something. It's just not pitching. <laughs> I digress. Um... Either way, I don't care who gets it at this point. I was leaning towards Pavetta going into it just because I like his. I like the 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 spunk. I like his spunk. I like his <laughs> energy that he brings, and I like the. You know who likes spunk? Who likes spunk? Vitch. Vitch. <laughs> okay. uh, I like the velocity that he brings that the other two don't. Vitch's velocity. Will I think it gets him over the hump? I don't know. But whoever gets this job, I hope, takes it and runs with it. Because you know what? It's the fifth starter. It's not the most detrimental point on the team. If he can just be solid, five innings, four innings, take it to the bullpen, he's our guy. But they got to show it. They got to be that guy. Yep. Um We'll get there. Uh, the bullpen looks pretty decent. Um, there's a couple of guys showing up. Uh, I didn't really take too many names at the moment, considering it's kind of a shit show still. It's just shit going against the fans. Francisco Liriano is going to be our guy. Uh, everyone from last year, for the most part. Sir Anthony Dominguez has had a couple effortless innings. He looks ready to go. Hopefully he stays healthy and he's able to make it to the season and be the guy that that quote-unquote in-house acquisition that we have because um, that would really help our bullpen and our cause and uh, Hector Naris's look pretty decent as well so that being said what, what else was I going to talk about today oh, um, yeah. well I'm going to keep smacking my lips because it bugs the shit out of you we talked about Aaron Nola missing, potentially missing his first start. We talked about Zach Wheeler. We talked about Bryce Harper. Uh, as far as word around the league, I was going to do kind of like a 
uh, division comparison a little bit. Uh, talk about the different divisions in the league. I might do one, one at a time next week. Starting next week at least, I'll start with the AL, move to the NL, give a little preview for the... I'll probably do the AL next week and then the NL the week before the season starts. That makes sense. <laughs> and then talk about the uh, Phillies division a little bit. Not going to get into that now. I don't know all the specifics. And I didn't want to come in talking about guys that aren't going to be on the team because they could get cut next minute. Um, so once there's a better preview of who's coming around. Right before they start, you should do like yeah. a, you should do like a real deep dive of like the team. Well, that's what I'm like gonna. It. That's what I'm gonna say. Like yeah. I'm gonna wait until we're getting there. And luckily, once the, the roster's kind of finalized, the last spring training game is gonna be on a Tuesday, so they'll probably we'll have know. it figured out yeah. by then. So, is um, that the week that we're going, or is that the week before? Well, no, they put. They're not we, home we, until we don't actually go. And it's the second week of play, isn't it? The week we're going, it's gonna be. Yeah, first week and then second week. Yeah, second week of play, we're gonna technically be starting. So, I'm I'm so fucking pumped for that because I'm going to that game and then two games later I'm going Dollar Dog Night. Remember so. where you're going to a Flyers game? Stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going. Tickets are too expensive. Don't worry. We're now. going to okay. we're going to Xfinity Live for a playoff game. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. It's gonna be great. Um, as far as MLB news, not really much. Uh, for those that I was. I was doing a little soul searching this weekend, so I watched the Phillies, uh, <laughs> and then, and then I also watched the Benchwarmers too. No, I I watched <laughs> one of the great all time baseball movies, The, the Benchwarmers Two. The Natural. Did you see though the Benchwarmers Two is on Netflix? Yeah, I did. You see should that. watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching a couple baseball movies, so I'll give a little update. The Benchwarmers has got to be one of them. The Natural this is the first time I ever watched it. Um, and I must like, I had this preconceived notion of it being a very good movie from the beginning. It it rules. It, it rules. It was a great <laughs> movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So for those that don't know, The Natural takes place in the early 1900s. A guy is given a gift uh, of baseball. Basically, uh, his father dies tragically at a, at a young age. Um, he grows up. To become he the wants, baseball, he wants to be the best baseball oh, player you know that's who's ever lived. In it. Who's in it? Wilfred Brimley. That's which one is that? Oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> um, what I didn't know: the main actor in that movie also played the guy the in Captain America. Yeah, no, it's Civil Robert War. Redford. Yeah. Yeah, what I, I I was like, why does that guy look familiar to me? And it's that guy. I'm like, oh god. Also, one of the bad guys in the movie is the dad from A Christmas Story. <laughs> we got so. a high flying cast. <laughs> Considering it was made in the '80s, I'd say yeah. I mean, it was a good. It was a good. It was a really good movie. And for baseball fans, it's one to watch because it's just take. It takes you back to a simpler time, early 1900s, uh, 1910s, I believe. Um, I don't know. I I I get nostalgic about that kind of stuff. Like I love. Uh, I mean, I watched period pieces yeah, about I watched, baseball. I mean, I watched and, Miracle a couple weeks ago. And in uh, in a similar similar note, uh, it it brought me back to like looking at like some of the players. I didn't realize that the team 
that it was based upon was originally a baseball team. I don't know if they've turned into one that's one now, but they were the New York uh, Knights, which were a team. I did a little research. Um, but the Knights are no longer, obviously, no longer a team. Um, but they were based on a real one, and then they played the Phillies a lot in the in the in the movie. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed uh, watching it. Uh, it was a good watch for me. I don't know. I just like those old timey pieces. So it just brings the nostalgia of the game, you know. Like that—that's when baseball was just starting out, and they—they they didn't even have batting helmets. They just went out there in their hats. They went out there in their uniforms and. I don't played. think the New York Knights were a real team, dude. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because, no, it's oh. a fake team. The New York Knights are a rugby league football team. Ah, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know They're what? They're a I fictional was... team. They because the, he was trying out for the because uh, the Naturals. Bi- he was supposed on, to the, be on the Cubs. The Naturals based on a book. Yeah, and it's the Natural. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, okay, that sucks. Uh, you know what? Rewind was, everything. Stop! You, stop! <laughs> I know why I said that. The I was watching uh, another nerdy thing I was doing. It was the, I, it was a thing on YouTube. It was all the logos and teams of baseball and football on YouTube, and through the years or whatever. So like when the team first started and like all the teams' names and shit. Um, I was watching the football one and I confused it with <laughs> the baseball one. So. That must be why. It happens to the best of us. Psychology. Vidge. Um, in unrelated but semi-related, uh, for those that are baseball historians and baseball buffs like myself, uh, on the MLB.com app or the MLB app that they have on the app stores, uh, you can go into the stats, and I didn't realize this until today. Do you have the app at all or no? You can go into it and click on uh, the stats, click on the year, and that'll take you all the way back to 1871. <laughs> so it'll t- it'll tell you all the stats of all the players that were on the team, uh, different things. So like I went to uh, 1923, uh, the Phillies. Uh, leading home run guy hit 41 home runs, which is a lot for back was then. Was he was he the guy in 42? It was Cy Williams. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Cy Williams, and uh, I'm not entirely sure if he's in the Hall of Fame, but I would imagine he would be, considering he hitting 251 home runs was a lot back then. Um, he's probably one of the better players in baseball at the time. Uh, he played from 1912 to 1930. Um, like I didn't realize that they had all this stuff and it's just really neat for me uh, to go back and look at all the players of yesteryear and uh, some different things that they have on there I mean I was I thought that was really cool in baseball nerd nerddom I also bought another pack of baseball cards this week and it's a much larger pack among it, I think I got one, uh, Jason Kipnis in the last one, but I got also got a Bo Bichette rookie card uh, along with um, a retro-styled uh, Buster Posey. I also got a Zach Wheeler. 
That was pretty cool. Uh, a special Tyler Boyd. That one's fucking sick. I know. It's really cool. It's like embossed. <laughs> Holy a, shit. A Roman Luriano uh, Athletics. A Anthony Rendon one, as well as an old-style old Buster Posey. So I'm really hyped about those. That was really cool. Uh, A.J. Puck uh, for the Athletics. His rookie card is in there. Uh, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins. Uh, a Francisco Lindor card, which I'm very excited about, as well as Jose Barrios, uh, another twin. Uh, Ken Giles, former Philly. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, who's going to be a perennial Cy Young contender, in my opinion. Um, Mike Soroka, rookie card as well. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, Jack Peterson and a Jeff McNeil. So fuck that guy. He's a Met. For those that don't know, but I mean, I'm I'm gonna start getting really into these cards. I'm gonna be really excited about. It. I might get a little card binder to uh, put some things in. You know, just to. But yeah, I'm gonna take you guys through my baseball card. I honestly journey. enjoyed the card thing. I'm I like seeing the retro card. I like seeing who you get, and I don't know. Yeah. No, Hockey cards aren't as cool as baseball cards, but I mean, baseball. I, I really wish they would have more of the retro ones because, like, I feel like that's more of the feel. You got the like the card feel and all that, but yeah. like some of the new ones look pretty cool too. Yeah, I like the team ones, uh, team moments and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm really excited that I got a couple such of those a, rookie it's cards. It's such an odd thing, honestly. If you think about it, it's such a simple. It's so simple, but it's so cool. Like yeah. just something about like baseball cards are always like. <laughs> I just gave Eric the Jose Altuve one that I talked about last. Time. It even looks like it cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really excited about these. So I'm gonna keep doing this. Cheap material. Feel, feel, yeah. It feels very cardboardy. Oh, well, I mean, that's what the original cards were like, you know? But it's the fake cheap. kind. Yeah. It's the fake kind. It's oh, not yeah, the good I kind. I know. Because it's saying. him. Every other one's good, but not him. Um, yeah. What else you got, Jimbo? Anything else? Nothing right now. I mean, I did my my player review was uh, Cy Williams there. The uh, <laughs> Is that your player of the week? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, really? Is that 1923, hit 41 home runs for the Phillies. Uh, had a solid uh, upwards of 300 On this week average. in 1922. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that now with the MLB. With your cards. Not know this week, are. but this year in 19, um, 100 years ago. But I'm I'm really excited about that. So uh, I'm gonna keep doing the little nerdy things here. I'm I'm honestly the card I'm most excited about is this Boba Shet one because <laughs> he's gonna be a really good player. I think he's gonna be re- really good. Um, like he had an OPS in his rookie season, eight forty. So he's gonna be a nice compliment in that. The Blue Jays are gonna be really good, and so are the Tampa Bay Rays this year. And I think the Yankees have a lot of injuries happening right now. Oh, another thing that did – this is my MLB around the league news. Um, Aaron Judge is going to miss some time with a uh, cracked rib. So the Yankees are going down like flies again, and kind of sucks. So I'm hoping that a lot of the other guys kind of take over, like the Rays and the Blue Jays, because the Blue Jays have a lot of talent, and so do the Rays. So we'll see. That's my analysis. Eric, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is 
number nine, the Russian machine, Ivan Provorov. Over the past week, Ivan Provorov has had one, shit, <laughs> that was the wrong one, um, he had a goal and assist in the Washington Capitals game last week, he had a goal in the Hurricanes game, the leading, or the first goal of the game, and in the Sabres game, he went pointless, so he's had four points in the past three games, he's really come into his own over the whole season, and um, he's really that driving force on the back end for the Flyers, um, obviously he didn't score Saturday's game or tonight's game, but he played really well, he almost had a goal in tonight's game, he just he just hit the toe of Rask's pad, and um, yeah, Pro Rob's played like, he's played like a madman all season, but over this past week, he and even over the course of the whole uh, nine-game winning streak that just ended, he really was a driving force behind it. So my player of the week is Mr. Ivan the Russian Machine Provorov. I like it. All right. What else you got? Is that it? Or are we ready to call yeah, it a night? that's about it. Other than the news, remember, next week we're going to have two podcasts. We also might have another different guest on the show with us. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth next week. Uh, introductions. We might also have Joe back. We're not entirely sure. Um, and we might also have, um, I got a friend coming. <laughs> I swear to God. No, he's, um, he's, he's away for a couple weeks. He's got a busy season coming. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, make sure you like, subscribe, review. Yes, do that thing that I told you to do in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, do everything um, that Jim said that we didn't actually say. This We never said it, did we? No, we said the make sure you do all that shit. Oh, you did it? Okay. I completely missed that yeah. part. You um, were, were kind of contemplating the Flyers' loss, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, then I'm good to go with there. you? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. Uh, we will talk at you next week. Monday. Monday is going to be. So Tuesday morning, the podcast morning will be podcast. out. Yep. And uh, all right. Have a beautiful week, gentlemen. And uh, let's get back in the W column on hey, Thursday night, Flyers. Too. Women. Preferably listen. Good night, you beautiful people. Later.